Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. I had a question recently from a partner who wanted to know how to go about their first service accommodation unit. I am a massive fan of diversification, high monetization strategies combined with low monetization strategies, high leverage with low leverage hard work strategies, etc. So I was delighted to have this question because this partner's got 10 12 by Tolets already. They've been with us about 18 months, I want to say. Done really well, really aggressive in their approach, really proactive, buying properties below market value, refinancing, getting all the money out, and then going again. Really great start to their property journey with EPP. And it is probably the right time for them to start diversifying into service accommodation. So I was delighted to hear that. It was a, a mastermind setting and there was um, 20 or so of us there and we were each of us giving our input. In answering that question, it took about 30, 35 minutes, I realized there is so much to it. So in this video, I'm gonna to explain to you top points to remember when setting up your first service accommodation unit. The first thing is do a really thorough competitor analysis. And when I say really thorough, go to the place and stay in some Airbnb properties. What are they putting in them? What do they do well? What do they do not so well? Write a list of everything that they're providing in their units. Maybe go stay in three, four of them. And you have to do one night at a time. That will give you a really good idea of the prices, give you a really good idea of the quality, and it will also give you a really good idea of the workload involved. Because then you can think to yourself, am I going to outsource this to an agent to manage, or am I going to manage it myself? Now, I have to emphasize this. You want to manage the first one of anything, first HMO, first service accommodation, first anything yourself. If you're liaising with a charity, don't outsource that. You deal with the charity yourself. The reason for that is you'll only then realize the work involved and be able to manage someone else who is going to be doing that for you. And they they were really pleased that they found a local agent and they were thinking of giving it to a local agent. The local agent was going to charge, get this, 12%. 12% of the gross rent. That was for marketing, that was for maintenance, that was for moving the people into the property and moving them back out, and for laundry and cleaning. Unbelievably low. In terms of cost, just doing the marketing and the logistics of moving people in and out, I have two clients that run a decent sized agency. They've got about 50, 55 service accommodation units down in the southeast. They reckon that it costs them about eight or nine percent gross turnover just do the marketing and management. That's without cleaning and maintenance. And so when you think about that, you think, well, 12% is impossible. They're going to lose money or they're going to do a really, really bad job. And either way, you're reviews are going to get shot to pieces before you've even had a go so then when you take it over and you decide actually this property needs more tlc it needs more focus on it i'm going to do this myself by that point it's too late because the reputation of the property is is gone it's already in the gutter because people have given you rubbish reviews so you need to be thinking about management you have to have that capacity you have to phone everyone before they move in you have to phone everyone afterwards this is my recommendation see how the stay was you have to work out how they're going to gain access is it going to be a key safe is it going to be someone meeting them at the property are you going to leave them a bottle of wine some cookies are you going to do it bare bones in which case it's got to be really good value who's going to clean it how are you going to check it's being cleaned how are you 
going to recruit new cleaners if they phone up at 8am on a Friday, two hours before changeover saying, we can't come in today, we're feeling poorly. How are you going to deal with all that? Are you close enough that you could go clean it? Are you going to recruit someone else um, as a backup who's willing to go there at short notice? What are you going to do if at 7pm on a Friday, your new guests who've just arrived tell you that the boiler's not working and there's no hot water? Who are you going to have on hand that can be that responsive rather than with a normal tenancy it'd probably be okay to send a, a plumber out at 8am on the Monday morning but if someone's leaving at 8am on the Monday morning that's going to be a bit of an issue for them to not have any heating the whole stay and so these factors are really important to think through they need writing down they need time per week and time per month allocating to them so that you can decide whether you really have the capacity to do this well and once you've done it my recommendation to my client was six to twelve months get the reviews really good get the pricing really good we employ dynamic pricing which means that we put the prices up when there's high demand and drop the prices when there's low demand. I'm not talking about seasonal variation, that's easy to do, but I'm talking about demand-led variation. So once you've sorted out your pricing based on those criteria, you've got a much better idea of what needs to be done. Hopefully guys, that's given you a, a bit of an insight into your first service accommodation unit. Best of luck and happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.